Hello, it's the Campaign Podcast. I'm your host today, Omar Oaks, Campaign's Global Tech Editor. And today we have a very special episode of the podcast where we're coming to you from the depths of our Twickenham lair and we are discussing our agencies of the year and individuals of the year within advertising media marketing agencies of different shapes and sizes. Joining me are three of the arbiters of advertising accomplishments. We have Jeremy Lee, consulting editor. Hello. Hello, Omar. Hello. We also have Gurgit Deegan, news editor. Hello, Omar. Hello to you as well. <laughs> and to my left in our studio, we have Gideon Spania, who, who is our erstwhile global head of media, but now has evolved into UK editor-in-chief at Campaign. Thank you. Yes, I've just started my new role. Yes, you have indeed. Um, and by the time you get this, record, we're recording, but this comes out on the Thursday. Um, we're going to be showing you all the um, Agency of the Year stuff that we're talking about today. Um, but for now, Gideon, what does it mean, UK Editor-in-Chief? What can we look forward to? How's your role going to change? Well, there's actually two appointments. There's me doing the Editor-in-Chief role, which is, if you like, setting the strategy for campaign in the UK. And then there's Maisie McCabe. And she's been the deputy editor and she's going to be the UK editor and she's going to be running more of the day-to-day editorial stuff. And we'll work as a team and help support the whole of the campaign team. It's a great team, lots of award-winning and award-nominated journalists. And what you're going to see more of, I hope, is more journalism understanding the changes that are going on in advertising and media and marketing. Well, this is the Agency of the Year Awards issue, and there's some agencies like JWT, YNR, WCRS, Walker Media, Blue 449. They've all been, you know, vanished in the last few years. They are not winning awards today. <laughs> uh, in a manner of speaking, they're not. Um, uh, the point is, is that there's a lot of change going on. It's happening also with publishers like Time Inc. And this, this is an exciting time, but it's a time of quite a lot of disruption. So just sticking to the status quo isn't going to help our audience and it's not going to help campaign. So you see also us doing more events. We did something called the TV Advertising Summit uh, last month, which was a big success the first time we've done that. TV advertising has to change with Disney+, Plus, which is just about to launch and so on. Then you are seeing the Agency of the Year Awards. And that's something for the UK. We had a big dinner on Wednesday night and then... We are. Oh, gonna... you were so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just add? <laughs> that is going to ladder up to a global competition with the Agency of the Year in Asia and America. So, uh, all I'm trying to say is there's lots to look forward to, there's lots going on, uh, but the most important thing is our journalism. And what happens now with the head of media role that you are vacating? Well, media is very important to campaign. Jeremy Lee is a former media editor. I am. Yeah, no, there's, there's, shocking. There's, <laughs> they're both uh, you and Gurja are excellent media journalists when you're not doing your main jobs. So what can I say? They're, it's likely, but it's not def- definite, that we will find a new head of media before long. Ah, interesting. Well, listeners, if you if you know anyone that would like this fantastic role, uh, get in touch. Uh, you have Gideon's email address, and if you're not, you can, I'm sure you can guess it. Um, thanks very much. Exciting to see um, how things develop under your editorship. Um, for now, we're going to talk about Agency of the Year. So, 
let's start off with ad agency the year. I don't know if we should have a drum roll for any of these I don't know if producer Ben we can add in a drum roll oh, he's nodding very confidently I, I'm not sure <laughs> but uh, this first um, category advertising agency of the year Jeremy do you want to reveal who it is well it's uh, Adam and Eve DDB um, it's for the sixth time since the agency was founded in 2012 six times and how many years is that 11 12 eight years eight years yeah wow so, yeah, and they obviously won our agency of the decade at the end of 2019. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a bit of a boring choice, but it was a very, very clear, very clear winner amidst, um, you know, there was, there was tough competition. There was, there was, uh, I think so there was seven we, other... We, first of all, how, first of all how do we decide these things nowadays? How do we decide what's the best agency of the year? Well, the, the process of the judging process, you mean? Well, we... Um, we use a panel of marketers who shortlist the uh, agencies they, they think are worthy of um, consideration. Then as a team, editorially, we go through their submissions. And we also use our knowledge of the industry and of those agencies and the individuals and the work to come up with a winner. Mm. So why did Adam and Eve DDB get it for this year? It's another rounded performance. They always do well. They get, always do good. Um, they always do well in new business. They won Virgin Media this year. I think it was worth about fifty million pounds or something. Pretty big one, yeah. yeah. So yeah. one of the biggest account yeah. wins. Their work was excellent. That not just um, the the journalist, which was always consistently excellent, but there was the stuff for um, the. It was a Jeff Bridges one for the Amstel. Yeah, the beer. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, you know, there's there's just a great body of work. Um, always an agency that you know for doing good work. Um, and who who were the runners up in this category? In no particular order, I'll give them alphabetically, there was Abbott Mead, Lucky Generals, McCann, Mother, the Anne Partnership, Uncommon, which is interesting because it's only been going for two years, and VCCP. And I think it's quite interesting, there's a big selection of independent agencies there. So VCCP, Uncommon, the Anne Partnership, you could argue. Mother. Um, that's quite interesting. Gideon, um, you mentioned before um, in terms of the agency brands that we don't see anymore. Here we are. Jeremy's just said that there are new, newer independent agencies which are in the mix for agency of the year. Um, would you say that maybe in the last few years we've turned a corner in terms of new agencies developing and offering new things instead of the same old established players? Is there new blood that's doing well? Well, the short answer has got to be yes, because we've got the proof here. Interestingly, when it comes to the media category, there's only one me independent media agency, which is Good Stuff Communications. But there is a significant difference between creative and media, which is generally in creative, you don't necessarily need a lot of scale to start up. We're seeing the two of the co-founders of Adam and Eve go and set up a new agency later this year, James Murphy and David Golding. When it comes to media, things like data, tech, just the logistics of planning a significant campaign for a large advertiser to run on television and out of home and digital, the, that's a, it's a bigger thing. It's harder to launch a media agency. But, yeah, there's generally a lot of exciting change going on, and both you and I have covered sort of the rise of some of these performance marketing agencies. There's, there is a time of great disruption, and if you think about why some of the big holding companies which own some of the big networks are struggling is because they've just acquired and acquired they've become really really big and clunky and it is interesting that as sometimes scale can be a disadvantage leaving the way open for newer entrants the likes of uncommon mm. 
And um, Gurdja, I mean, you, you know Adam and Eve DZBL very well. Um, one of the other awards they won was Agency Head of the Year. And um, they actually are um, a little bit unique. Um, not many other agencies do it. They actually have two joint chief executives, mm-hmm. yeah. Matt Goff and Tammy Ainev. Um, why did they win? What, what made them stand out? um i I think first of all about the adam and eve winning again um i I, yeah it does come across as a boring choice but i do want to say that this is uh in within the new leadership team so let's not forget that um as as gideon already said that um james and uh, david have stepped back james Um, murphy and david golding then tammy uh um matt rick um you know they they've all stepped up and and shown that this shows that they they have what it takes to you know be um agency of the year like they you know this is them showing that um they are as good as um keeping keeping um Adam and Eve at the top 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 of, top of its game um i know at the same time that could be said for Dave, uh, J, um James and David um making uh, sure that they, you know the agency is succession proof um but in terms of like Matt and Tammy um from what i've heard in the industry that they are very 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 good with clients they're very good kind of people 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 <laughs> um uh Matt um and as i understand it Matt's more kind of um agency folk in, inward focus with the agency kind of developing that side and Tammy more on the um kind of external facing um and yeah I mean I guess they're just very determined people and I think off with James and David leaving they were very 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 determined to make sure that Adam and Eve remains at the top um and that's what they've proven I guess it's an amazing achievement really isn't it because they've been doing the job They've been CEOs for a few years, but they mm. actually only took over running in May, was it? Yeah. Something and managing like, yeah. to keep that level of excellence and no disruption with the clients, mm. it's a pretty good achievement. Yeah. And like winning like winning these massive accounts um, over the past, uh, in, in 2019, um, top of the new business league table, um, you know, if there's an account to be had, they'll go out and get it. Um, yeah, so now we're, I suppose now we're looking at the, the big account now that everyone's kind of fighting for is TFL. They've mm, pitched the for last... The big TFL advertising yeah. account pitch, yeah. Currently yeah. held by VCCP. VCCP, because MNC Sarchi had it for about almost like 20 years, long I think. Time, long Something time, Something like yeah. that, yeah. And so VCCP won it a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago. And so now it's up again. So pitches were um, the other week... Yeah, so that's a long process. I mean, I think we find out in springtime. Watch out for that. (coughs) And um, Jeremy, you mentioned one of the agencies that didn't win um, this particular award um, was Uncommon, but they actually did win Independent Agency of the Year. Absolutely, yeah. They they stormed it again. Um, I think they were very narrowly... um, They're very close in the the ad agency year, but winning Independent Agency of the Year is a uh, remarkable achievement, say, in year two. And again, you look at their body of work, and they're really, you know, they're the agency everyone's talking about, and, you know, their new business. So so if, if, if you're listening to this and, you know, you're sitting there late at night at a creative agency, you're thinking of starting your own thing, what what inspiration should you take from Uncommon? What makes them great? What what makes them a good agency? What's their flavour? It's a combination of the three of them, the chemistry between the three founders. And, you know, it's a bit like Matt and Matt and Tammy. Yeah. You, you get the chemistry right and, you know, something sounds a bit cheesy, something magical does happen. And it's definitely happening at Uncommon at the moment. 
Because they've also, if you look at the pitch pitch, um, lists regularly, which I do, um, Uncommon are on all of the pitch, well, not all of them, but pretty much all of the pitch lists um, for kind of their size of agency. Um, And they're winning loads as well. Um, I was speaking to Martin Jones at the AAR and he... He said it was it's the mixture of like there are new brands coming into the market as well who are wanting advertising startup brands um well not completely startup but maybe like a few years down the line and they want to kind of boost themselves with advertising and they look at uncommon and they've got a similar kind of proposition you know a startup mentality and all of that so they fit really well um and Nils and uh, Natalie Lucy they've got that kind of uh, energy behind them I think um, which is what these brands kind of kind of uh, you know feel that I guess they work well together so yeah. the work they too. produce is sorry, oh my gosh yeah yeah just, the advertising it's so yeah it? it's, it's really good as well isn't it yeah that's that's classic Neil so isn't it, it? Is, yeah. yeah and um, it was a very um, you know it's a, it is a strong field of independent agencies um, they they beat Amplify VCCP yeah they are um, St. Luke's Imagination uh, matter of form who i who i don't know personally matter of form group um but shout out to them for being a runner up in this category as well um and we should also mention mr president mr president they were shortlisted as well ah i missed them on my list oh yes you're right of course mr president so it's nice to be able to praise mr president nowadays when um so many are giving disrepute to the name um we should also <laughs> Uh, we should also uh, mention uh, Rick Brim of Adam and Eve DDB, Chief Creative Officer, who was Creative Person of the Year. Is that the second year running? Oh, I'm not sure. Is it? Uh, we'll <laughs> should have, have done we'll, my homework. We'll have to check that. <laughs> Bad research on our part. But yeah, um, shout out to Rick Brim. Fabulous work, as you said, Jez. And Andy Nairn, Lucky Generals, who won Strategic Planner. Um, Andy's brilliant, isn't he? Um, a good choice. Right. Let's get into media, and I hope you've not forgotten everything that you've learned about media, Gideon, because I'm turning to you now. Um, so um, let's talk about our agency of the year. So agent, media agency of the year is Manning Gottlieb OMD, and that's the agency that is behind the John Lewis ads, and they also defended the Virgin Media account, which we heard moved the creative last year. And they also look after other interesting clients like uh, Uber and Sony Pictures. But the big one they won in 2018, the UK government, came on stream right at the end of 2018. So really 2019 was the year when they had to deliver. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's the, probably the most famous work they don't like to talk about was Get Ready for Brexit. They're now doing Get Ready for Coronavirus, sadly. <laughs> it's um, already here. <laughs> right. And there's a £150 million account, but actually there's sort of about 90 clients because all these different departments within government. And one of the most interesting things they did last year, I think, was it certainly was part of their submission, which helped them win, was building a supply-side platform in uh, for programmatic buying. And that was the government has been very keen on getting greater transparency. They don't want their ads to appear in bad places, and they don't want to get ripped off with lots of tech taxes that are being siphoned off so that less money is going to working media. Well, that's really interesting. So rather than go to the market and ask a commercial vendor to provide that platform, they've actually been tasked, the media agency has been tasked with building that platform themselves. 
Well, I don't know exactly whether there was any other um, organisational company helping on this SSP, but the point is the government has made it a priority that they, if you like, they have their own safe space, right? Because uh, just gov- the government, I think, has had an ambition, which Manning Gottlieb tried to fulfil, of, of uh, if you like, doing best-in-class advertising and marketing in a world with brand safety problems and fraud problems. And it's interesting that although this is not why we're here today, there's a separate campaign media awards which have an agency team of the year and Omnigov, which is the unit which looks after the government, has got shortlisted for that sort of best team. Yeah. So it is interesting and they've been innovating. They've got a very strong uh, team of long-serving leaders at Manning Gottlieb and generally the the agency just is a is a high powered agency. I think it's not a total coincidence that they partner with Adam and Eve on John Lewis. That's consistently a famous work. They are and one of those media agencies that seems to partner well with creative agencies over the years. Yeah. Clever planners always have been. It's always had that heritage of really strong planning credentials. A bit like PhD in this, you know, throughout been twenty odd years now. I must be. It's never lost that shine. They were the agency that did the Lego TV ads those years ago. That was PhD. Was that PhD? But another, uh, we'll come on perhaps to the best media planner. And if I can give a mention, I mean, this was a very highly, hotly contested category. And if you think that some of the issues around what I would describe as agency transparency were a, a problem for a lot of the big network agencies three or four years ago, and would they then sign up to the ISBA framework? A lot of those problems have fallen away as they've sort of cleaned themselves up. So the other people on the shortlist, just to go through the list, is Essence, mm. uh, obviously known as Google's digital agency. Part of WPP, yeah. Good stuff. And then Omnicom did very well. OMD UK and PhD UK both got shortlisted. UM London, Wavemaker and Zenith. So eight on the shortlist is a lot, but all of them scored high enough to qualify. So... And there were quite a lot of agencies that didn't make the cut. And um, one of the messages is the standard was very high this year. Mm. Um, Always a difficult decision, um, media agency of the year, I find. Um, And we talked a little bit before about creative agencies where obviously the work as well as the new business is what sets them apart. As well as new business, what really sets a media agency apart from the rest in this category? Well, I think any form of innovation um, one of the things that we're looking for is interesting ways of working with clients I think you know uh, are you working on site um, you know Essence has not been doing it in 2019 but they're starting this year working with L'Oreal on what are called beauty tech labs which is a sort of joint team where they're actually building and sharing tech together just as an example uh, but we have also been looking uh, at measures like churn, with uh, that being a problem in a lot of agencies, diversity. You know, there's a benefit in having a stable management team, but often those management teams are quite, frankly, white and male. Mm-hmm. And trying to get, we're trying to encourage change because I think that's what quite a lot of the judges feel is important as well to to recognise that. I can just add that that's also an important part of the school reports, which we're currently working on. That's a metric that we've put in, and we're measuring them, and we're on it. This is diversity. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, for, so we've got senior leadership 
um, metrics for BAME, entry level, gender, yeah. and entry level. And entry level, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all, yeah, it's always one of the things when we look at school reports, we look at very closely. Um, and unfortunately, doesn't seem to change as much as... Slow progress. Yeah. Um, right. And so um, we have head of agency media as well, which um, didn't go to Manning Gottlieb. It went to Zenith Natalie Cummings. A uh, quick word about why Natalie won this year. Well, Zenith had a really good year. They were pretty close to the top of the new business league. Um, just sort of in the neck and neck with Havas and Matt Adams, who is leaving Havas to go to Brain Labs, was also one of the three people uh, up for agency media agency heads, along with Tim Pearson, who's now running OMD Group. And Zenith's been a good story. Natalie Cummins is quite a, a strong, passionate sort of person. She leads from the front. She's been involved in a lot of pitches, including three, which is a big UK telecoms win, Disney. Uh, she's refreshed the management team. And it's not easy because Publicis has moved all its media agencies into White City. It's not easy to keep your agency distinctive when you're sharing a building with other agencies. And I think she's done a good job. And certainly the judges felt that. The interesting thing about Publicis Media, if you look at all the heads of all the Publicis Media agencies, they're all women. Yeah. So there that's is progress right, being made. Yeah. Even performing, they're all, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and media planner, Mike Florence from PhD. This this guy wins every year, doesn't he? He wins a lot. But, <laughs> I mean, there were two things that he came out with in, the, in 2019. There was a mental availability measurement tool, and they used that with Argos. And um, uh, without trying to explain all of the details behind that, it was taking sort of Byron Sharp's thinking about how you increase awareness and salience and then how that can drive performance. So they um, built this mental availability tool and also an investment planning tool for budget stuff. Oh, I could, I could just hear the nodding of planners out there in the world, just furiously. Well, Mike Lawrence <laughs> is also articulate and he's uh, taken part in uh, a magnetic ad campaign to support the magazine industry. Um, he's a good ambassador, I think, for media planning, but how it applies practically to helping big brands like Argos succeed. Uh, also, I will give a mention to uh, Vera from Wavemaker. Now, her last name is quite difficult to pronounce, so uh, everyone knows she's the chief strategy Would officer. you like to give it a go, Gideon? Bud Milliger. Um, Vera, if you're listening, apologies if I got it wrong. Vicky Fox, who is the chief planning officer at OMD UK. Keep it and- foe. and paddy adams from manning gottlieb omd so again you've got three omnicom agencies shortlisted on this or uh, on the shortlist of four you know the ones who made the cut so again shows that they are doing very well and whilst i wouldn't um wish to criticize anyone it so happens that recently group m warned that they were struggling in the uk that's obviously the wpp media arm in the last quarter of 2019 the CEO is uh, leaving and Karen Blackett is taking on the role of running Group M in the UK. So on planning and strategy, more high-value tasks, uh, Omnicom seems to be out in front. Yeah, um, on the media and the creative side, Omnicom has done very well this year. Um, AMVB Video also picked up Talent Management Team of the Year, so well done to Kelly Knight and Sarah Bauer who won. Um, for WPP, Grey London won Marketing Team of the Year. And Havas, mustn't forget Havas, who won New Biz Team of the Year. Uh, Gurdjieff, 
new business is obviously something we write a lot about in our news at campaign mm-hmm. um quick word about why Havas did so well new biz team it's the second time they've won um i think it's uh for everyone if anyone who knows tracy tracy is tracy very, barber yeah uh, the, the global cmo now uh she's a very determined person to be at the top of the, the new business leagues as well um so Havas media actually as gideon said was, was um top of the, the league having won dreams um home base starbucks um some like really really kind of uh, big big accounts of the year um and she's got a team of uh 15 i think or 14 people um yeah i think that that can, tracy's kind of skill in that um kind of leading a team uh, plus um the expertise from matt adams for example um, has has re- I think has really helped them uh, lead. Um, do they punch above their weight? Would you say? Sorry. Do they punch above their weight? Um, Obviously not as big an agency. Yeah, as that's some true. Others. Yeah, so I think it's. I mean, yeah. So this year is show. Uh, th- th- sorry, the previous year. So 2019 has shown that um, Havas is kind of you know really has really upped, upped its game and is in the same league as some of these other bigger agencies um they won um dreams from starcom for example starbucks um Man and Gottlieb from, came from yeah exactly so uh yeah i guess so mm, um good. on the have us london side you know they've got zav there and, and zav is brilliant with clients this as is well. the chief executive zav reese yeah yep. so that kind of charm from him i can imagine works really well in pictures charm i wouldn't i wouldn't know i'm i, I <laughs> i'm immune to charm being being the, the cynical um, hack that i am they, uh, they're getting vicky that vicky mcguire's joined as well now so i yeah, can only imagine have us on doing like better this year can i make one other point mm. which is that have us is so generally considered the fifth or sixth biggest of the large agency groups and in the UK and that gives them a lot of headroom to grow so I mean it's a great thing for them they've had Chris Hurst there now I think for about four or so years and running Havas and that's the creative and the media and as Gurdjieff has said there are other strong leaders there who've been there a bit of time now and they're getting some traction but they've got that headroom which is that it's it's possible for them to pick up business um it's a different position that, say, we talked about earlier about Adam and Eve, where, you know, they already have a ton of business. So yeah, they've got fewer categories left to yeah, fill, haven't they? They have. So it, it, it's, a, it's a really interesting thing. We know that the agency sector is incredibly competitive, and we're talking about all these different agencies, all with sort of different trajectories. All I know is that they're, it's so hard to keep winning. So these winners are, you know, they're, they're really competing in a very tough market. Yeah. Well, one agency that did buck the trend that I um, want to talk about is Analog Folk, who is our digital innovation agency of the year this year. And <laughs> it seems like every year we say that RGA has won this category and um, they were at, RGA was our uh, agency of the decade and they still had a good year. But Analog Folk deserves a shout out because they had an exceptional year and really deserve this award. Again, an independent agency. So it's it's good to score them. Um, as one of the judges said, it's a, they had an excellent entry, strong set of blue chip wins and fast growth. And they just had a lot of good work. You can see all of this on the campaign website when we write this up. But, you know, clients with Diageo, 
Dyson, HSBC, really interesting work for Nando's, new e-commerce platform. Um, you know, it's it's difficult to compare these agencies because digital agencies are quite different in terms of what they do nowadays. Um, but in terms of creativity, innovation, Analog Folk had a really good year. Um, and also, Danny Bassel, Digitas, who won um, Agency of the Year um, for digital agencies as well. Um, really good turnaround story at Digitas where a year and a half ago the whole management team left um, and now it just seems a really different place they seem to be going from strength to strength so Emma De La Foss works Emma De La Foss yeah, is there so she's a creative brilliant, officer yeah, some brilliant um, talent got a really good team there um, so yeah um, onwards and upwards for them right so a couple of other shout outs customer engagement agency Wonderman Thompson, any surprises there? Well, that's incredible. I mean, that was only formed a year ago, wasn't it? I mean, it was the yeah. beginning of Wonderman and Jay Walter yeah. Thompson getting together, yeah. And there was the rather sickly JWT and Wonderman under Melexon, which was powering away, and the fact that they managed to merge it together so successfully and in its first year win customer engagement agency of the year is quite you, Do you think that it's the other way around, that it's basically Wonderman just powered on and yes. JWT was sort of hitched on at the back? and Because uh, it's for customer engagement. It, it's not for, if you like, best ad agency. No, true. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Um, I think they benefited from what clients JWT had left and they've done some of the work they've done for KitKat's been really exceptional. Yeah, BT Sport. I mean, they, 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 yeah, they've they taken, won BT Sport, didn't yeah, they? They've, they've taken it on. So I'm not to, to disparage them, but it is interesting and it's definitely the case that JWT did not close, although it was massively underperforming. And it's sometimes the way forward is a kind of, the, when mergers work out, uh, we'll have to. I think the jury's still out on this merger, but they've clearly done well in customer engagement. Well, they've got yeah. Steve Aldridge, in, haven't they? Which is another great Steve talent. Aldridge, so, yes. as their chief creative. Yeah, um, Richard Dunn, as, um, chairman strategy as well. Because it's never a very impressive creative agency, but that's changed. Well, Wonderman wasn't that sort of agency, wasn't it? No, but it's... now it will be expected to be. Yeah. Now that it has that JWT um, uh, legacy brand as part of it. We should also mention PR agency of the year, the Romans. What have um, they ever done for us? They've well, won agency of the year. That's what they've, they've done. They've won agency of the year. Well, I have. A, I, I, I'm not. I'm not an expert on all the PR agencies out there, but I have good authority. The Romans have had a record-breaking year. They are widely regarded as one of the UK's hottest consumer PR agencies. Back my mother. Didn't know that. There you go. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, they've had 30% revenue growth. 20 new clients. They've won three PR Week awards. I'm, sh- I'm sure they're worth a bob or two. And they won, this is good, they've won a DNAD pencil, which is very rare for a PR agency. So there you go. Right. Um, thank you so much, listener, for being with us today, wherever, listener. wherever you're listening from. There's more than one listener. L- listeners. <laughs> oh, sorry. I you said listener. Both of you out there. Now, we do get many listeners, Jeremy. We're, we're, we're one of the hottest podcasts in trade media, have you know? Um, but that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much to Jeremy, Gurgit, and Gideon, our boss, for joining <laughs> us today. Thank you very yeah, thank much. You. Thank you, Gideon. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> and remember, listeners, you can read about all the winners in full on our website, campaignlive.co.uk, and, of course, in the monthly print magazine, which should be available today when this podcast goes out on Thursday. So thank you very much. Join us next time when we will be with another panel of industry guests. But for now, thanks so much and goodbye. <laughs>